I work hard every motherfucking day, yeah, yeah, yeah. I work hard, I work hard every day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Futures Functional Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Waite, and today on the podcast we have got Shelly McCoy. Yeah, you heard that right. That is the first girl we've had on the podcast so far. I always get messages off girls saying, when are you going to have the first girl on? When are you going to have the first girl on? And I think Shelly's the perfect person to have on as our first female. Fitness literally changed Shelly's life. She made an amazing transformation. She's got unbelievable stories that she comes out with in this podcast. And she's got a few tips on how you can make the change that you need in this new year. So let's kick straight on with the interview. Enjoy. Firstly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll start now. Yeah, so firstly, whenever whenever anyone comes on, we always ask them uh, about their, how they started their training journey. So would you give us a little insight into how you started yours? Yeah, no problem. Um, well, so for those who maybe don't know who I am, my name is Shelley McCoy, and I live up in Scotland. I live in Dundee, um, and I am a competitive CrossFit athlete, but I'm also a competitive Olympic weightlifter. Um, however... That's very different from the person I was even five years ago. So before I did any CrossFit, any fitness, anything like that, um, as a kid, I rode horses competitively. I traveled all over the world. um, And I did hockey and dance and swimming. Like, I had, my uh, parents were military, so my mom put me in every sports club there was going. Um, But when I hit my late teens, I was in a relationship for eight years. And you know when you first get into a relationship, so you're like, oh, what do you want to do? Do you just want to eat all the time together? Just eat loads of curries and that. So we did that. Um, and in this eight-year relationship, it didn't really go to plan. The relationship broke down quite badly uh, towards the end. Not in the first few years. It was fine. It was just the last few years. And I would say in that time, I gained a lot of weight. So there's a couple pictures um saucing around my Instagram of me back in like 2013 and me now or last year um and I generally as a a youth and as a teenager I sat about around a size eight I probably was about 55 to 60 kilos somewhere a size eight to ten somewhere around there and then by the time that relationship ended um as I've said, it was a bad relationship for many reasons. Um, but as that ended, I actually was a size 16, 14 to 16, I'd say. I probably weighed close to 80-odd kilos. Um, and I think at the time, I didn't really recognize how unhappy I was. Um, it was my mum that kind of said, like, um, Shell, we, we should probably do something to to help you with this. Um, and... The, that relationship came to an end with this massive crescendo of police cars and all that kind of jazz and court dates and restraining orders and oh, it was mental and I needed a focus and at the time I was at uni. I think we need another podcast on that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, honestly, it's something out of a movie and um, yeah, people were screaming, there was phones flying everywhere, people were getting handcuffed. 
oh man, I was shouting, it wasn't me. It was crazy. There were balls <laughs> in my bedroom wall. My front door had been kicked in. It was uh, it was a crescendo and a half. So anyway, um, moving on from that, I needed a focus. And I was already training to be a sports physio. So um, I'm a sports rehab specialist. So I work in kinetics, biomechanics. My master's is in human movement, kinetics, biomechanics. So um, I was at uni working towards that. So I was already working in a clinic doing sports massage and sports injury assessment. In that clinic, I was in a gym and there was two guys doing a horrible workout. One of them was upside down doing push-ups against the wall. And that's what like got my interest. Um, and they were they were friends of mine at the time. Like we spoke a lot in the gym. And one of them said, You should try this with us. Um, so, so were you training at this point, even though you'd put on weight, were you still training? Do you know? Not really. I went to a, a generic gym called DW, other gyms available, but I did go to this gym for three years. Um, but the end of that relationship, it was a bit like I wasn't really, not, I don't want to say I wasn't allowed to go to the gym, but it just was more hassle than it was worth to go to the gym. Um, so, yeah, like I was there, but you just, I don't think, I think you either respond really well to training in a big, massive group, or you, you love the fire of being alone, do you know what I mean? But I'm a group person. I don't need it all the time, and I love team events now, but I'm definitely an individual competitor, but I love to train with people. So I just don't think I got the best out of my training when I was there. I was still doing bits, but I was not doing CrossFit anyway. So they offered me to join in, and then... And I didn't want to be like, no, I can't because I'm not fit enough. Because see if I hear one more person say, I'm not fit enough to do CrossFit, I'll cry. That is like saying I'm too dirty to take a bath. Like it's, it is the means to fitness. Like you can't, you don't need to be a certain level to begin to get fit. You can just begin to get fit anywhere. So um, yeah, I, uh, I joined in with them this first one and it would have been what we would know now as the filthy 50. Oh, hold on. Oh, as a first workout, lads, are you joking me? Um, so there I was thinking that it was, I was like chucking this four kilogram med ball. Now RX standard, six kilos to a 10 foot target. I was chucking a four kilogram to like a five foot target. And I'm pretty sure at one point I said, this is humanly impossible to do 50 of these. Um, and uh, all the burpees and the jumping pull-ups and the, Double unders, I couldn't do those when the rope passes under your body twice. Couldn't do them at the time. Um, I'd never done a push press with a barbell before. Um, there was loads in it, like everything, box jumps. I'd never jumped on a 20-inch box, ever. I was like, what am I supposed to jump on that? What, two feet together? Nah, 50 times? Nah. Did you, like, look, did, so did, did you look at the warehouse and go, oh, that doesn't look that bad? No, no. I'm Although you like, scared. I'm gonna die. <laughs> but the two guys were like, It'll be fine. You just scale it. Do less numbers or make things easier. So I was like, okay, but I don't know. Like, if, if any of anyone listening to this right now has ever met me before, I'm not one to go, oh, just scale it. You know, I'll, I'll make it easy for myself. That's not me. Like, I'm like, are you doing an RX? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, me too. And honestly, I was stood there in like Canterbury, like joggy bottoms, the really thick ones, and like a polo shirt. Like, I wasn't even ready for fitness. Um, what well, so you just literally uh, just walked in the gym seeing them and then next minute you were doing this 
have you? Yeah, I, I, I went to the gym to do um, to have some clients in the clinic. I was finished with my my patients, and I was doing nothing. And the boys were like, "Yo, big fat goalie, want to do some CrossFit?" And I was like, "Sure, I can't, you know, can't be any worse than what I'm going to plan to do. Cry into a cup of coffee somewhere." So, yeah, I, yeah, I did it, and I was sick violently. Ex- explain that name a second. Big fat goalie. Yeah. Well, if anyone's ever seen their friends, um, when Monica was at school, she was obviously in the obviously in the TV series. She was really overweight, and she used to get called her nickname at school when she was a heavy girl was big fat goalie. <laughs> so now we commonly and um, what's the word like? It's a it's an affectionate term for when I was double the size I am now, my big fat goalie days. Um, so yeah. And we just all made a joke about it. Was it like I, I pretended I wasn't unhappy. I was like, oh, I'm fine. Like, I love that my clothes don't fit. And <laughs> <I'm fine. laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I yeah. Uh, the boys offered me to join in. I joined in. I was sick so many times. I held the record for like a whole year. I was sick five times in one workout. I know. But do you know what it was? Like, um, you know, if you've had like a bad day. Um, or you've done something and it's made you feel like bad in some sort of way. You go to the gym and you absolutely demolish a session and it hurts real bad. But all of a sudden you just feel that bit better. Like whether it's because you feel like a sense of accomplishment or achievement or because you like the pain you put yourself in, you deserve that pain. It's twisted and I know it's not right and I'm obviously a lot better now. But at the time I needed that punishment. I felt like the whole thing was my fault. I felt like... The reason I was massively overweight or and that I was unhappy was all my fault. And at the time, I remember missing that partner, even though it had been a destructive, abusive relationship. This was eight years I'd spent with this person, and I'd, I'd grown up with them. I'd learned to be an adult with them, and I didn't know how to be an adult without them. So I needed something new that distracted me, and pain worked. Pain was a brilliant distraction for me. So... Like emotionally, CrossFit ticked a box for me at that time. And so I went back the next day. Actually, that's not true. I I laid in my bed for a week because I could move. But then once I could move again, I went back again and I did another workout and another workout and another workout. And the weight fell off me, fell off me. My two comparison pictures are only six months apart. And it's a size 14 to 16 to size 6. CrossFit does burn. Does burn fat yeah. when you first start and like going from nothing to that is yeah. Is, 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 and I think that's where some of the beginners need to take consideration for that because I'll tell you now, I don't suggest what I did. I wouldn't condone it. If I when I open my gym and when someone walks in, a girl like me that's maybe in a place that needs something like that, I'm gonna help her and tell her to train two to three times a week to eat the right amount of carbs, to sleep enough, to stretch enough, to rest enough. Because um, I didn't do those things. I had a massive problem and I just went in seven days a week um, and I trained way too much. I wanted to progress. So, But then I, I would say that that platform for me, the work ethic that I kind of hold when it comes to training, that first year, that kick-started me massively into CrossFit because that year I qualified for Battle of the Beasts 20th, which at the time was like our biggest CrossFit comp. And I strolled in there with my number 20 shirt and people were like, who are you? Where did you come from? And I went alone. I traveled to Colchester alone 
um, and competed alone and never really told anyone really about it. Um, I, I don't think I'd done very well. I wouldn't have imagined I'd done well when I actually got there against these amazing CrossFit athletes, but I qualified well. Um, and that's what began me wanting to compete. And I only really done that because I wanted to know, I only did the qualifiers just to see where I sat in a table of 100 women, 200 women. And I was just very uh, fortunate that the workouts fell in the favor of my strength, which at the time was strength. So that, that, that's how I kind of became, that's how I got into CrossFit. And I just began to love the pain and see the change and love the results. Um, and, uh, and I missed horses. I hadn't, I'd stopped competitively riding when I was 21 because of that boy. Um, oh, not like it wasn't his fault. I just chose not to. I wanted to be with him all the time or whatever. So I didn't, I didn't continue with horses and I missed the competition element of that. So it ticked that box too. And so have you, firstly, have you seen the boy since it happened? Yes. And we did his so jaw at the floor. So, <laughs> you know what was amazing? This is amazing. In fact, this is one of my favorite stories in my mind. I've been doing CrossFit for about a year. And I'd recently, I'd won something with a partner somewhere and they put it in like the local paper, something like that. Um, and I had a new boyfriend, his name was Sam, um, and he was lovely. And so Sam and I had went on a night out and I was just going to meet him there and all of our CrossFit friends were there. So I wore light denim baggy ripped up jeans a pair of like stiletto heels and a and a like cropped vest my hair's crazy big blonde huge curls and i strolled into a place called the tinsmiths which is where we used to go out um and i had a blazer over my shoulder i couldn't have been more new york i was really channeling my inner <laughs> chic i'm saying it i'm saying it out loud so I strolled up to the bar and I stuck my blazer down and I ordered a soda and lime. And this guy, this little guy beside me, looked at me, kind of gave me, you know, that, hey, kind of look, and then nudged his mate. His mate had a look at me, gave me that, hey, holy shit. And it was him. And I was stood there with abs ordering a soda and lime. And I was like, and he looked at me and he was just like, what the fuck happened to you? And I was like, oh, hi. And at that point, Sam walks over, hair slicked back, fresh cut, scoop t-shirt, buff as you like, comes and stands beside me. Everything okay, babe? And I was just like, everything is perfect. And um, yeah, that was the first time I seen him. And he actually bought me and my boyfriend a drink and sent it over to our table. I don't think we drank it. We just ignored the situation. But um, that was the first time I'd seen him. Since then, I've actually seen him a few times more. And this is the cool thing as well. I went to mediation a lot about it. I went to counselor a lot about everything that happened to me before. And then um, what I think has been the most valuable thing about that is that I don't feel anything now. I'm not angry. I'm not sad. I don't feel anything. So when I see him, he's just another person. I could say hi. If I was still upset about this or held any residual um, anger towards him, I wouldn't be able to do that. I would. I would. 
I would get anxious or upset around him. And that's how you would know that you just haven't dealt with that properly. Whereas I feel nothing. So I could see him now in Tesco's. I'd buy him a coffee if I needed to. It's not a problem. I don't feel anything for it. I'm over it and past it. And do you know what's actually kind of cool as well? Had I not been in the position I was in, had I not been unhappy, had I not been overweight, had people not witnessed the sunshine leave my eyes, no one would have dragged me into this world. I would never have known what cross it was. No one would have felt like I needed that. And I would never have accepted the level of pain it put me in when I first started. Um, I would have been like, oh, it's not worth it. And I think one thing as well is, you know when something bad happens, if something really bad happens, the next day when something that doesn't seem that bad to you happens, you can deal with it. Maybe to someone that's never experienced something awful, one thing could be hellish. Spilling the milk could be the worst thing that's happened to them that day. But if you've crashed your car and then spilt the milk, spilling the milk's nothing. You know what I mean? Like, And I feel like the adversity that I'd faced in those years meant that now, what, 250 burpees over a bar? That's nothing in comparison to what I've dealt with. Give me the barbell, let's do this. And I feel like it's been a very valuable way to be able to plug my mindset towards this isn't pain. You think it's pain. It burns a little bit, but this isn't pain. I know what pain is. This isn't pain. Right, that's unreal. Um, yeah, that's sick. And I'm buzzing that, that the lad's jaw at the floor. <laughs> and he was like, you've got abs. And I was like, yeah, six of them. Yeah, you've got none. <laughs> that's the thing, yeah. We, he was never, he was always a bodybuilder type, so... That was never, he never like needed abs or wanted abs. He was always on the, he was always on the bulk, strangely. Weird, weird. Um, so when you started, you like your CrossFit journey, um, what was your diet like? Because when I first started CrossFit, it was horrendous. So you were just training loads, still eating rubbish, but just losing weight because you were burning that many calories. Pretty much, yeah. So like, did you change your diet at all? Yes, so I actually, um, un- right, so this part's not that great, and what I'm about to say, do not try this at home, kids, but I went and started CrossFit on a diet of Jaffa cakes, custard creams, and cups of tea, and then when I was a couple months in, um, I, I knew I wasn't eating enough, because like, I, I understood the principles of recovery, I already had a degree at that point in like sports science or something, so like I... Um, I knew I wasn't eating enough, but I cut carbs. I cut carbs massively, and I just smashed protein all the time because, like, the, the girls I'd seen do this CrossFit was Camille leblanc Bazinet and Annie Thor's daughter, and, and they were all, and, like, Stacey Tovar. They were all so mega buff. And, uh, yeah, the foundation of muscle is protein, right? So I'm going to eat that every single meal. So I smashed protein left, right, and center, and I drank protein shakes, and I did so much fitness, but the weight was falling off me because my calorie expenditure must have been two, three thousand a day, and I was eating one thousand. So, but then that's where I was always tired, did and my have, function did, mentally wasn't brilliant. Did you have it like in the middle of workout? We have like I feel terribly, like I'm gassed, out of breath, and that's because I've just had a pack of Jaffa cakes and a cup of tea, or yeah. because I'm not eating enough. And it, we, I found CrossFit when it's when you start to look at it as performance over aesthetics. That's a massive point. That's exactly it. Eating for just general health. 
and doing CrossFit won't actually. Uh, they're they're not wet. They're not uh, good together. They don't gel well together. So like for me, there was a so like five years. Say I've been CrossFit five years. I ate just whatever I wanted in the first year. I wasn't serious. And then the second year, I started to notice a few changes in my body and things like. Um, obviously, I was skinny. I ended up skinny, too thin. But I wanted to be bigger and better because that's how you, you like. That's how you kept the endurance. And I wanted to. My my goal back then was always to clean and jerk a hundred kilos and snatch eighty from the very beginning because I'd seen another athlete do it, and I was like, I can't believe a female that weighs sixty kilos could put a hundred above their head or 80 in that wide grip. And I set that out as my target. And I said- Can you do it? If, yeah, yeah. I, I hit them both this year. And I said to myself, see if I ever hit a 100 kilo cleaner jerk and an 80 kilo snatch, I'll hang up my boots and I'll quit. That's never happening. Now I'm like, I need to get 110 and 90. <laughs> I want a 100 kilo snatch. Like, you'll never do that. But at the time, I set that thinking it was an unobtainable goal. But in order to get that, I need to be strong, I need to be fit, I need to recover. And then at the time, a couple of guys had said, oh, you know, like, you know how bad you feel today? Well, if you'd eaten better yesterday after that workout, today you'd actually be able to hit this workout better. So in the first year or two, I actually ended up only mm, touching on 1,500 calories. And that's when I started working with Coach Carl. He first got me, I was 67, 68 kilos, carried a fair bit of body fat, not much, but a fair bit. Um, and I was on 1,500 calories a day. But I was training all the time. But not always cardio. I used to love just weightlifting. I would squat. I would deadlift. I'd press. I'd snatch. I'd clean. That's all I would do. Um, so, and then like I would learn some skills, like learn how to do a kipping pull-up, learn how to do a handstand push-up. Walking on my hands I was obsessed with as well. Um, and then Carl got me and was like, right, what you're now? When I told him, he was like, how are you not dead? How are you doing this many hours? He looked at my one week of training and was like, I have no idea how you're not dead. And he put my calories up by 500, just like that. He's like, right, put these in you. And that was tough mentally. Physically, I could eat them. I was hungry. But mentally, to think, oh, my God, but I'm going to put on weight. No one had been so overweight before. And it's honestly taken three years of Carl and I being um, speaking every week to for me to learn that now sometimes I'm bridging 3,000 calories a day. But I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm the strongest I've ever been. I'm the fittest I've ever been. I'm the most agile. I'm the most flexible. I'm the most skillful I've ever been on 3,000 calories. And had you told me back then, you'll be eating 3,000 calories and you'll have a six-pack, I'd have been like, well, that's just a lie. (laughs) That's just not true. I didn't really understand the correlation between them both. But at the start, my diet was terrible. But I'll tell you this. I woke up one day and I went to a comp and... We smashed, me and a partner, we smashed it out of the park. And I'd been on different calories for about six weeks. And it was, it, honestly, it felt easy. 200 burpees, no problem. Heavy D balls, no problem. The bike, 100 wall balls, 50 chest of bar, no problem. Just smashed them out, one RM snatch straight into Isabel. It wasn't an issue. And I was like, I haven't got that much fitter overnight. Like, this is, this is the calories. And I would say 
my mindset was like, right, that's it now. You're not eating for aesthetics. Forget the abs. You're eating for performance. Like, because the feeling I get when I manage to do something I didn't think I'd ever be able to do is like confirmation that I'm not useless and I'm not worthless and I can do something that I'd always love to do. And I spent so many years feeling useless and worthless um, that now 20 handstand push-ups in a row to me makes my months. That's it. I'm like, this is so worth it. Like, what a time to be alive. Um, So I don't care. For me, I don't eat to for the way I look. The way I look is a byproduct of my training. Sometimes I have more abs than others. Sometimes I wake up shredded. Sometimes I wake up looking like I've never done fitness. But that's because, one, I'm a girl. Two, I retain water like nothing else. And three, I only have to look at people and I put on weight. That's my dogs. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Can everyone just calm down? Marvin. I post Marvin all over my page. He's such a riot. <laughs> Come here. Come here. What, what are you, who are you protecting me from? I'm fine. Anyway, so yeah. Um, so now it's all so, so when you went from losing weight to being on 1,500 calories, like how did, how did your body look? Because I seen the other day that picture of you and Pete from Body Power. And yeah. you're like the same size as him. And when you yeah. see you in person, you, you, you're obviously not you're, you're not massive, but you've got muscles. So since you've been doing the, like, what, 3,000 calories a day, have you grown in size and grown muscles, or have you always yeah, been? Yeah, definitely. I would say, like, so I took a picture with Pete five minutes before we did that little challenge, and I was half his size. Then we did max push-ups, max pull-ups, max burpees, and a max effort on the bike. And then I did like 100 rope climbs. Then we literally took a picture right away. So what you see in that picture is me like blood coursing through my body. And it's it, like, you get the pump, don't you, from, yeah. from training. So that's one of my favorite pictures because it makes me look as though I'm like three times bigger than I <laughs> actually am. Because I'd literally just done all these max effort push and pulls. So my shoulders were bigger. They're just like full of blood. But um, I have definitely grown. So I'm... The only time I've ever been concerned with weight is when I'm preparing for weightlifting. So the British Weightlifting Championships, I needed to cut. That's the leanest I've ever been. I had like an eight-pack. But I was useless at CrossFit. Useless. Couldn't do 10 dumbbell snatches and 10 push-ups and 10 burpees or something. Like, I would have been sick or asleep. Um, so, yeah, like, I uh, since taking in much more calories, I definitely grow. But I don't really get much bigger. I just get really hard. Like, I get really firm. Um, and like my abs become more defined the more I eat um, and I just feel thicker for sure but like when I first started with Carl my quad circumference was 55.5 and now my quads are 59 centimeters um, sometimes 60 depending on what I'm doing my arms were 27 and now they're 32 centimeters so like I've definitely grown um, and but it it's all basically from like compound heavy lifts and um, I do, I'm on a team training program. So Fraser, one of the coaches programs me like shoulder push and pull and dumbbell raise and lat raise and um, power raise and everything just to keep on top of all the little muscles that control my rotator cuff and mm-hmm. my shoulders and stuff. So I do quite a bit of 
um, individualized activation work for isolating muscles that does give you a better definition and a better build. But yeah, the 3000 calories I take in keeps me 67 to 68 kilos and a good size because I'm five foot seven. So yeah, you need to, um, yeah. Like, so what would you say to girls who are worried about going to the gym and getting bigger and more muscly because yeah. it is a worry for people isn't it of course listen like fitness you don't need to do fitness to be like to become an athlete you can just do fitness to be happy you can do fitness for health you can do it for well-being and um, if a lot of females maybe worry about putting on too much muscle i wish i'd put on too much muscle i'm five years trying to put on too much muscle and it just doesn't happen. It's so slow. The change is so slow. And you really need to push yourself to your absolute limits. And it doesn't just fall on. It's not an educated guess. Like it's like you need to be meticulous with how you train if you want to develop muscle. Um, you're not just going to accidentally wake up and be hench. Um, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. I would focus on why you're at the gym. So for a lot of girls, you might be exactly as I was. You might be going there because your clothes don't fit and you don't look good naked. And that's cool. Go to the gym, help yourself, do some cardio, do some fitness, do what you enjoy, get some guidance from a personal trainer or a coach or a friend that knows and just go until you enjoy it. Don't worry about the way your body might develop when it comes to muscle because that's going to take years. Um, and once you get to the point where you start to feel a bit better about your body, then you'll know whether that fitness is for you on another like higher level or if it's always just going to be within your lifestyle. So I got to the point where I was like, I'm loving this and I'm loving the change. I want to see what else I can do. But I know people that get to the point where they're like, I'm loving this and I'm loving this change. And now that means I can spend more time with my friends. Now that means I'm going to go shopping more. Now that means I'm a bit fitter and healthier. I'm going to take my kids up the hills or take my dog out. or And the gym becomes the means to an end. You've created happiness, now go use it in life. But for me, I created happiness in the gym that then became my life. Um, and it's okay that there's a fork in the road. But at the minute, don't worry about putting on muscle. The other thing is as well, like even if you do, skinny's kind of out, like strong is, is in. Like <laughs> girls with muscle is in, it's hot. And um, I, I definitely see girls, and like if I'm on a night out and I see a girl that's well-defined, I can't help but go over and be like, nice one, nice work, because that's not easy, that takes hours, it takes dedication, it takes eating the right thing, and I'll tell you this as well, the gym's not the hard part of this industry, it's the food, everyone thinks going to the gym's tough, no it's not, it's amazing, I love it, it's the best fun I've ever had, it's the standing in the kitchen, it's the choosing what to eat, it's the choosing what not to eat, it's the avoiding the stuff you're not supposed to have. It's making sure you get enough of the building blocks in your food. It's that. That's what's hard. Um, so, yeah, don't worry about it. If you get henched, just come be my friend. I won't judge you. <laughs> yeah, move to Scotland. Yeah, move to Scotland. We'll be busy. Yeah. I don't really have many mates up here. I'm not going to lie. Why is that? Just gym friends. Yeah, like there's not that many people into, like, into CrossFit up here. There's quite a few people that do it as a way of like a lifestyle, which is great. But you know, like if you're, I'm in the gym from six in the morning till nine at night. Some of that's with PT clients, but you know, the mm. maybe two, three, four training sessions in there, you lose a lot of friends with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've got a load of fitness friends anyway, haven't you? 
Yeah, all over the world. Look at us having a little chat together here. Hello, exactly. Netflix friends. <laughs> Um, so you just touched on there. What does a typical training week look like for you? So I train. So on an average week, it could change because I like I've got a couple businesses between like running my gym, trying to open a new gym, and um, my sports clinic, my online work, podcasts, and like meet and greets and like traveling sponsors, photo shoots. So like every week for me is a bit different. But let's just say I didn't have any of that. I would train. Um, five days a week with one active recovery and one complete rest. That's my seven days. Five of those days, three of them are double sessions for like two hours in the morning, two hours at night. Two of the days are like about a two to three hour session just once during the day. And in and around that, I'll have two rehab sessions as well. So last year I tore my hip flexor on the right hand side when I was wakeboarding. So I wakeboard and I wakeboard in summer and snowboard in winter. And I wakeboarded over the summer and tore my hip on one of the massive obstacles. I got super brave. And the boys were like, Joe, ollie up onto the A-frame and do a backside one off of it. And I was like, yeah, man, totally cool. Went <laughs> over, ollied, smashed my hip, tore like my abs. And I was like, guys, that didn't go to plan. Call an ambulance. And I ended up in the E with stitches and oh my God. So I rehab my abs and hips every week for an hour. And also my shoulder and shoulders. I sometimes get like impingement and stuff. And I think it's a little bit between like my job and always use my arms and my clinic. And also because I developed quite a lot of strength anteriorly with my shoulders, my chest and my biceps and my anterior delts. And I didn't balance chain with my back at the time, so I couldn't do pull-ups at the time, but I could do push-ups until like the cows came home. So um, I created a little bit of an imbalance in my shoulders early on in CrossFit, so now I have to be really careful. So I have to rehab my shoulders every week for shoulder health as well. So that would be my week. My active recovery day might be a run, a row, a swim. I swim twice a week. I run at least once, maybe twice. I try and cycle when I can, although I haven't been out recently. And I climb once a week. Oh, well, actually, not as much as that, but I've been climbing a bit more recently. And then I wakeboard and snowboard on top of that. So how many hours of fitness a week do you do? Of CrossFit or fitness? No, fitness. Of everything that of would that fitness, would entail? yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe Three, six, six, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, goes towards training and then on top of that I do like wakeboarding, snowboarding, walking the dog, climbing, uh, running, cycling, swimming, a couple hours in the yeah, a couple hours in the pool, four hours a week on swimming. So yeah. No, it just show it just shows how much you love it to be honest, doesn't it? Yeah, like and do you know what it is? It um it's one of the only things I'm good at. That's true, like I suck at geography and maths. I'm good at sports rehab. My brain works well toward the human body and how it works, how it moves, why it's supposed to move like that. And if it doesn't move like that, fi- figuring out why. 
I'm good at kinetics, biomechanics and human movement, injury rehab and assessment, that little ticket there, and then fitness. But then apart from that, I'm not the most talented at other things. Like this is definitely my calling, this world, this industry. Um, and uh, I think that's why I just do it so often because otherwise I fail at stuff. <laughs> 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 I'd rather be successful at this than fail at giving something else a go like painting don't ever ask me to paint I can't paint it goes on the carpets and the windows yeah. and I'm terrible at it I've tried to paint before and it's just like the most boring thing in the world sorry yes. any painters listening but just not yeah. for me not for me I can draw a little bit that's from years of school I can draw mm, I'm, I'm not the best drawer that's um, touch and go well for you is it Sam yeah yeah very <laughs> Um, so, as of recording this podcast, we are New Year's Eve, aren't we? Yes, it is. So, talk to me about your New Year's goals. So, one of my biggest goals this next year, going into next year, is to open my own gym. So, I actually was part of a gym before. Um, December the 1st, 2013, we opened a gym called Functional Fitness Dundee, owned by two other guys. Um, and they they offered me a space for my clinic and um, offered me to coach there and to be part of their team. And we built it all together, essentially, for four years. Um, and then um, they asked me to leave uh, last year, at Christmas time last year. Three weeks before Christmas, they just asked me to leave. Um, you have a reason? No, I, no, no reason. No reason at all. Um, there's been so much speculation and I wouldn't like to say, oh, I think it was because of this, because it could have been any reason. But we, the thing is, we all got on good. Obviously, you have your differences. Everyone has their differences. Um, but we, we got on well. We were a great team, whatever. And from that day, I always thought, like, oh, well, for five years, I've always wanted to own my own place. Um, but from then, I started working towards my own place. And I've had a lot of setbacks this year with trying to find a place, then trying to get change of use, eight months later, then realising the builder warrant came through, some of the safety standards don't meet, like it's been really, really tough. So my biggest goal for 2019 is to build a place that feels like home again. Um, if I wanted to make money, I'd use my master's and I'd go work in university and I'd just start on 50k doing something that I probably wouldn't love, but it would be a money maker. But that's not what this is about, like I want to walk into a place and see everyone training and see everyone laughing and happy and know that someone in there probably has changed in their life, like how fitness changed mine. Um, and so, and I want to build that. I want to be, I want to offer that to people. So my biggest goal for 2019 is to open my own gym and make it feel like home and make it feel welcome for everyone that wants to come. But one of my other ones is to have less clutter. Um, so less clutter in my car. I've done that. Less clutter in my home. And I literally emptied eight bags of stuff out of this house yesterday. Um, literally, my bedroom looks empty. It looks like someone doesn't live in there. Um, and less clutter from my life. So the clutter in my life would be detrimental relationships, relationships that aren't mutually beneficial or people who are takers and not givers, um, people that maybe I've held on to for too long that I need to just let go of already. Things like that. Well, like or, old school friends or something? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Or like, you know, like when you have a relationship and it ends and you still talk 
But every time you talk, you get a bit of a bad taste in your mouth about the whole situation. You just think, I could do without talking to you. Don't want to be a dick about it, but I don't like you. I need to, I need just to act your vibe. I need to just let it go already. <laughs> so, um, yeah, less clutter is one of my, my things as well. Um, and to be, to be a bit more present in the time that I spend with people. So this thing I'm holding up right now, my mobile phone, since we've been on the phone, I have literally 500 notifications. However, I plan to not look at those right now, but what I would like to be able to do is when I'm with people like my mum specifically, I'd like to be able to not worry about my phone. I don't want to be on my phone. I don't want to, um, I don't want to multitask. I want to be present. So when I go out for dinner with friends, I'll leave my phone in the car or in my bag. And when I spend time with my mum, I'll leave my phone in my phone, uh, in the car or my bag. Um, and uh, if I'm doing one task, I'm going to put my efforts into that one task rather than multitasking. So I've actually posted less about my training over the last month than I usually would. But it's because I've just focused on training. And then I get home and I think, oh, probably should have filmed that and posted it. But I got the best time I'd gotten it or whatever because I wasn't stopping halfway through thinking, okay, for the gram, you know? I think I think that's a big one. That I mean, like it's not really a, a fitness one, is it? But people are just on their phones all the time, and it's it's that that is my biggest goal because I just want to be on it less, just just on yeah. it less. Don't want to use it at all. I know, and I think it is doable um, if you put like systems in place. So I just make sure between nine and ten on like a Monday, Friday, I answer all emails and messages. And then, I, and then I do my DMs at night, unless it's a really important one that pops through. And then texts and WhatsApps from friends will wait until I'm finished, and I'll do that. Um, so, yeah, like I set things out. But I've actually been very lucky this year. Um, my best friend, Katrina, she um, has two lovely kids, and her husband works offshore, and they own Papa John's. She has some spare hours. And to start with, she was like... Um, I'll help you out. I'll just answer a couple of emails. And I was like, God, that'd be really helpful. And it's actually turned into now that Kat actually is my full-blown assistant, a PA now. She helps me with all emails, like private DMs, specifically to me, I deal with. It's private emails about like helping people in a specific way, I'll deal with. But if it's general inquiries, bookings, podcasts, sponsorship days, photo shoots, booking accommodation, their travel arrangements, Katrina does it all. Um, and that's given me so much more time to focus on writing articles to post about them, doing podcasts like this, or showing up to the photo shoot and being present without stressing about tickets and flights and all of that jazz. And um, it's allowed me to fill my PT diary up a little bit more as well because there's four hours there of admin that I don't need to do anymore. I hope that I booked this podcast in with you and not your... Yeah. No, no. You spoke to me on Insta. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. Like, see if it's like people I will know and it's like one to one stuff. I, I have no, that's fine. I've got time for it. But it's just when it's like, could you tell me a bit more about your personal training services? That could yeah. be four or five messages. Um, and and I, I, Katrina knows everything I do and everything I offer. And if they were like, oh, well, I've got this injury, do you think that would be okay? She passes it straight to me. That's my field. Or, well, I feel like this emotionally. I don't know if I'm ready again. She passes it straight to me. That's that's a coaching aspect, yeah. not an information aspect. But, no, you booked with me because you, 
Instagrammed me. Kat doesn't <laughs> do my Instagram because she doesn't want to see that many dicks in a day. Fact. I didn't send a dick, dick by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get that out there. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I actually didn't lead with yeah. the dick this time. Um, <laughs> so... I think the phone one is like just a life tip to give to people, but I give ask the guests for a tip that they can give the listeners to take away and implement today. Let's do a fitness one for you. What would it be? You've given fitness one for me would be to make a plan for your fitness. I think my fitness really changed when I had a schedule. This is when I'm going to train. This is when I'm going to rest. This is when I'm going to recover. If it's your fitness and you're starting out for 2019 with a goal, put the goal at the very top and then give yourself a direct pathway to that. Little milestones along the way. Goal setting is so important. But yeah, um, make a plan. Don't just wing it. Don't just go in thinking, oh, today I'll just try this. No, no, no. Make a plan because see everyone else out there in front of you, that two steps ahead of you, they've got a plan. Okay, and final question. What is your favourite workout for the listeners to try? My favourite workout? Mm, favourite because I enjoy it or favourite because it hurts the most? Your choice, but you've got to tell them which one it is. <laughs> um, I really like Jackie. Jackie is a thousand metre row. 50 thrusters on an empty bar and 30 pull-ups. Um, I like it because it's short and sweet. You can get it done in like five, six minutes, and it's um, but it's hard because you row and then you do thrusters, and those two together are horrible, and you're in the pit, and then you've got to do 30 pull-ups. And my aim for Jackie is always to go unbroken. Um, so I really like Jackie as a workout. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm going to go with that. I really love everything with gymnastics in it. Diane's great. Deadlifts and handstand push-ups. I like that as well. Um, or like makey up ones. That, oh, we just did one that was 12 days of Christmas and it started with like ring muscle-ups then into squat snatch. and Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to say Jackie, but it's tough because you I just really so love CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfect. You give the listeners loads of content and being our first girl on the podcast Hooray! it's been a good one i basically just pioneered today <laughs> you did you did thank you for coming on i appreciate it thank, thank you so much for having me and having a good chat with me it's good and we're back i honestly couldn't be happier that we've had shelly on for the first as the first female because that was one of the best interviews we've ever had. We've had some really good ones so far. So thank you, Shelley. And and yeah, since that was a success, let's get some more females on. Give me a message and let me know what females you would like to see on the podcast or what guests in general. My Instagram handle is at totem underscore Sam. And I promise I'll try my hardest to get these people on the podcast. So go out, have a good week. Go smash that workout Shelly mentioned in the podcast and have a good one. I work hard every motherfucking day, yeah, yeah, yeah. I work hard, I work hard.